Hey everybody, I'm so excited to be with you all this beautiful Tuesday, a beautiful winter day outside here in Omaha, Nebraska. And today we're going to be talking all about the five biggest misconceptions of winning the judges over. It's a really, really important topic and I get a question about it in almost every single one-on-one coaching session I think I've ever done. Because really what is so important about this is walking in with the notion that the judges are just ordinary people and also really understanding what they're thinking and what they're not thinking. When we come in with the wrong perception of what's going on in their brains, then we start to alter our personality and who we are and how we do our interview. That is not what we want to do. We obviously want to walk out of that interview super, super confident, acknowledging that we were ourselves the entire time. So with that, let's dive right in. Okay, so diving right in for this week. Man, I don't know about y'all, but it just feels, I know I say this every single freaking week, but um, it literally seems like longer than a week every single time that I do a podcast. Like, I just miss you guys. Um, I don't have the bandwidth right now to be putting out more, but make sure that you guys are tuning in to my IGTVs that I do, as well as the Wake Up Wednesdays that come out the day after this podcast, Wednesday mornings at 7.30 a.m. Central Time until 8. Um, it's more of kind of a spiritual mental emotional time together it's really really fun for me we get to dive into the word and dive into our subconscious and more of the sociological psychological physiological side of success and leadership communication and your overall well-being so make sure you tune into those and as always you guys can just tab over actually on my instagram and see all of my previous reels as well as instagram tvs we're putting out more of those constantly and also make sure that you give powerhouse pageantry a follow we've got some really great content on there too. But anyways, let's dive right in. So like I said in the intro, um, how many of y'all, raise of hands unless you're driving right now, have experienced walking in to an interview with the fear of, oh my gosh, I have so-and-so as a judge. Or maybe you get your judges a week before, two weeks before, even like I did for Miss Nebraska USA the night before, and you're ravenously studying up on them, looking up their websites, looking up their bios, trying to think the magical question Am I what they're looking for? And what are they looking for? This is a huge um, issue that I see, like I said in the intro, literally almost every single one-on-one client of mine. And it's valid to an extent because obviously we want to be liked. We're there to be liked. And we're trying to put our best self forward in order to present the most authentic version of ourselves, but also the most impressive version of ourselves. And there are so many different details that go along with that. Obviously, y'all hear me say all the time, it is uh, power and warmth that details um, and presence, the the trifecta of charisma, how you really hone in and um, develop the it factor is three things, power, warmth, and presence. And so when we're going into an interview and we're thinking about what do the judges think of me, what are they looking for? First of all, that's the wrong question. So I'm going to help you guys with that in number five today. But I really just wanted to make this super practical, kind of short and simple this week um, to help you guys since we're almost at the turn. There is something every year, y'all, every single year um, where people start freaking out and it hits January 1st. And just like everyone's at the gym, everyone is messaging me and calling me and texting me like, oh my gosh, I have to get serious about pageant prep now because state is around the corner for a lot of you guys um, or local pageants, et cetera, et cetera. So 
We're going to get down to business now and a couple other housekeeping things. Um, if you guys are not in the Interview Mastery for Pageant Women group yet, it's our free group. There's about 450 members in there and I put extra trainings, you know, freebies, and I give you all the updates of what's going on around Powerhouse, um, what's going on in our industry. If, if you know, for a, a pageant changes a phase of competition or I hear something from somebody high up in the industry, um, kind of as things come down the pipeline, I try and keep you guys informed as well as posting regular graphics and empowering things that can encourage you and uplift you and provide you with some community. Um, Second thing, which I'll talk more about at the end, so stay tuned all the way till the end today, but I'm actually, for podcast listeners only and people who follow me on social media and who are on my email list, which if you're not, you can go to our website, powerhousepageantry.com slash contact us or just click the contact us tab and please send us your email and phone number and we will make sure that you're on all the lists that you need to be for all the free stuff and all the goodies that we send out as well as podcast updates so that you don't miss anything. Um, I know that pageant prep can be incredibly overwhelming and we want to help you streamline your pageant prep to be the best that it can be, um, the easiest that it can be, and also the most effective. And so with that, um, like I said, for those three communities, we're actually opening up the Interview Mastery Academy again for um, the next couple days. So what I'm doing is I'm booking 20 time slots on my calendar and you guys can go to literally any website of mine and it'll take you there. Or like I said, just fill out a contact us form. Um, We already had about five come in today. So like a fourth of them are already gone. And by the time that this podcast comes out, probably all of them will be gone. So do not walk, run. And you guys can go to the link in the show notes here and just click on that link and get a spot on my calendar. If you have any trouble, just DM us at Powerhouse Pageantry or um, like I said, fill out the contact us form at powerhousepageantry.com and we'll make sure that you get your spot. But it's first come, first serve. And what it, what it is, is a 30-minute free strategy call with me to just see where you're at in your pageant prep. It's my gift to you for Black Friday. And I want to hear more about your pageant prep and hear more about how you're doing. And then we will come together. And if um, we feel like we're a mutual good fit for each other, then I'll start to give some suggestions for what I think might be really good for you and your growth and your leadership and your, your communication and we'll try and fill those gaps for you of what um, resource might be the absolute best for you to win next year. So I want you to win next year. I know you want to win next year. And so we got to partner together to make that happen. So make sure even if you have to pause this podcast right now, go to powerhousepageantry.com or click the link. It's like a long link. So I just put click here in the show notes and it'll take you where you guys need to go. And if you have any trouble, just email us or DM us and my team will get back to you. Okay, so with that soundbite, like I said, I'll, I'll say that information again at the end, but let's dive into these five misconceptions. Okay, so the number one misconception of winning the judges over that I hear literally every second of my day, every second of life, is that you have to act neutral and you can't share your beliefs. Um, I am a great example of somebody who has boldly shared her beliefs for the past seven years and has done incredibly well. Um, I was passion on fire. I, I always tell you guys, passion on fire is better than knowledge on ice. Um, and I, I didn't know what I was doing when I was competing for Miss Douglas County and then Miss Nebraska and then Miss America six years ago already this June, or I guess six years ago, September. And, um, yes, I, something like that between five and six years. 
And uh, I've always told my clients over the past five years to boldly share their beliefs. Now, we'll talk about in a second, yes, we have to have character refinement and the practical side of pageantry, being good at what you do and all of that still exists 100%. But I just wanted to give you guys a couple quick examples other than myself of people that are very, very different than me that have also been tremendously successful um, having coached with us or that are just great examples outside of our organization that have just killed it and been really, really different. So you guys hear me talk about this all the time, but Lydia Tremaine, um, Miss Indiana, two years ago is an, a marvelous example of somebody that had very has very different views and beliefs than people who are from her small town, who are from her state. You know, she votes a different way than a lot of people in her state. She believes a lot of different things than many of the people in her state. And when she first came to us, she was really, really scared that they wouldn't accept her, you know, and that through sharing her beliefs that they'd automatically shut her down. And she's like, you know, I don't even want to do my talent. I don't even want to do swimsuit. I don't even want to do these things because I feel like they'll already just be turned off to me and kind of given me the subconscious no in their minds um, if I actually open up. And she had never won an interview prelim, never won a talent prelim, even though she's like the best singer in the world. And through just two weeks of coaching with us and really helping her to feel safe enough to open up again in a way where you're not just like blasting the other side. I'll I'll talk about that in a second, but really just sharing her heart and sharing her stories and, and letting people in. She ended up absolutely smoking her local, won her dream local, won every single prelim, and then went on to win Miss Indiana. She won in a one piece, by the way, had never been done before, smoked every prelim again, ended up winning talent prelim at Miss America, got top 15, um, absolutely killed everything at Miss America, and we're so proud of her, and has continued to use the things that she's learned in mindset, leadership, and her communication skills to just be a baller in all of life. And she's amazing and we love her. So we love Lydia and she's a phenomenal example of somebody even really, really different than me who has done great, great, great things. Um, A next example, you guys, is Asia, our current Miss USA. You know, she was bold enough to share her faith during her interview. She shared about conservative gun views um, on national television and ended up winning. Like a lot of people... um, believe that pageantry has more of a liberal bent. So for her to share such a conservative answer as well as talking about prison reform and what she's done with that and um, and all of that and to still win is absolutely incredible. One of our judges, Abby Hornacek, actually posted in her um, Fox News report that she did last week. Um, she said, I loved her because of how she shared her faith and how she really showed us who she was. And So many people play mind games with themselves about what the judges are looking for, but really you guys, you owe it to yourself to be fortified enough in who you are, proud enough of who you are that you don't get swayed left or right to shift your attention away from the trueness of you and to allow that to impact your answers. Um, You've paid a lot of money. You spent a lot of time and put a ton of effort into getting to that pageant. You you don't want to win as anybody else but you. Like, And that's where I really try and reframe my clients' mindsets of like, okay, what is winning worth? Okay, great. It's worth the scholarship money. It's worth the Instagram followers. It's worth, you know, maybe boys liking you. Cool. Sending you a couple DMs, whatever. But at the end of the day, um, to lose your soul in the process, to lose yourself, and when you start, if you win with a mask on, to retain that mask for one year or for people like us who are title holders right now for two years because you've gone through corona and the extension of your reign, 
um, that gets really sick and tiring, you guys. That gets really old really quickly. I can't tell you how tired I was um, having to be in national prep mode for 10 and a half months. Um, not tired of the organization or anything like that, but just tired in my body. To, and, and that was me being my, my, my authentic self every single day, right? So um, with this, like I said earlier, that's the mental side of things, knowing who you are. And I could go into that for a million hours, but that's what the Envy Mastery Academy course is for. If you struggle with that, um, we have an entire two modules on that kind of stuff, specifically mindset, personality assessment, um, our personality matrix, which I'll talk about in a second. We'll get there with, I think it's number three on this. But anyways, um, the other half of this is absolutely the character refinement and the practical skills. So um, in order to impress the judges, when as you're sharing your beliefs, you still have to be an absolutely laser sharp communicator, emotionally intelligent, physically attractive, and um, to unearth your type of leadership through your distinct personality matrix, everyone has to do that. But the you on the inside is what breathes life into that communication and translates to allowing you to be the wow factor of the show. Like I said, charisma, presence, power, and warmth. Um, so it's, it's a combination of these things, especially that emotional intelligence, that social awareness, um, but but the internal matrix of, of how you believe about yourself affects the external. And I'll get to that in a second. Number two, number two, um, the biggest misconception is that people don't think that you should share the hard stuff. So maybe you've learned now, okay, I can actually share my beliefs, but so many girls think that it's not okay to share the hard stuff because they think it's going to freak the judges out. Um, here, let me offer you a different opinion about this, a different perspective. So if you look at the top five of pretty much any national pageant, what do you remember? Yeah, you might memorize their, remember their gown. You might remember how tall they were. You might remember, oh, they're from a state right next to me. But I don't know about you. The thing that I really remember is their stories. I remember the girl who was in the military, right? I remember the girl who was a lawyer. I remember the girl whose dad was in prison. I remember the girl who was the first female entrepreneur in her family. I remember the girl who played D1 volleyball and broke her knee and had to give up on her dreams. And her comeback story was amazing, right? We remember these things in pageants. And yet there's something in our brain, you guys, that gets taught by a lot of well-meaning pageant coaches but is not effective where people don't think that you can go there. And there's a difference between going there and projecting in a way where the judges think that you're still there, right? Like we don't, we, we always want to speak from a position of overcoming, a position of leadership and a position of strength. And that's a massive difference, okay? Like showing that you went through a season is different than saying I'm still in that season of depression, of, you know, suicidal thoughts or of I broke my leg and I didn't rehab it, right? So we want to show that we've walked through that and find our authentic storyline throughout that to promote yourself, okay? National pageants specifically focus on headlines that they can promote in the media. This is why knowing your stories, which I call your super stories, and learning to think like an entrepreneur when it comes to being the office, the job, of the title holder is not just important, but it's absolutely vital. So if you're asking the question, what are super stories? Super stories are our powerhouse specific technique that allows women to fully discover, define, and refine their individual life events in a streamlined, powerful way where you're no longer babbling forever in your interviews, but also not oversharing about the things that just like really are not 
impactful. You might think they're cool, but once they're actually bounced off of somebody, they're like, yeah, that's uh, kind of a boring story. It didn't impact me, right? So things that breed emotional connection. Um, and through our client work, we also d- help to develop powerhouse platforms or community service missions. Um, you know, like MUO doesn't technically have a platform, but like this year, like I said last week, if you if you didn't have a platform, you were not relevant and you did not have a story. I mean, they put every single one of our community platforms, if you will, on the Miss USA app. Um, and these are the kinds of things that then attach to your brand and your name and are very uh, well-developed. Like when people think Megan Swanson, I want them to think women's empowerment, entrepreneurship, and prison reform, right? And so I was constantly messaging, messaging, messaging that and talked about it in every single interview, my interview with Glamour Magazine, you know, all these different things that I was able to do. Um, That's what national pageants are looking for. And without this, it's very, very hard to get out of the trap of being pageant patty because herein lies your depth. I mean, seriously. And and honestly, it's so funny. People say to me all the time, well, I want to be relatable. You know, great title holders are relatable. And I'm like, well, how do you think they're relatable? Because they haven't been through anything and they're showing you this polished version of themselves. No, I say this every day in my life. Pageantry and interview is like a first date, right? You have to go on a journey with people and be willing to be vulnerable or else they're going to walk away not feeling connected to you because you didn't actually share your heart in anything. And that leads us to number three. The the third misconception, the third lie is that you need to be proper. Um, oh my gosh, this is such a lie. Like seriously, think about a first date again. If somebody walks in and they're like super proper and stiff, you're going to call your best friend the second that you get out of there in the car and they're going to say, how'd your date go? And you're going to be like, dude, he was so stiff. Oh my gosh. Or, oh my gosh, he like couldn't talk and I had to talk the entire time. You guys, expressiveness is so much more than even half the battle. Did you know that 80 to 90% of your communication is nonverbal? So what are you doing when you cut off you cut that off for the sake of being modest, classy, or prosper, or, or proper, you compromise 90% of your communicative ability. Have you ever thought about that? When you are so worried about, oh my gosh, I can't use my hands too much, or I sway back and forth too much, or I'm too expressive, maybe somebody told you that. Like, people have told me that before, and, and I had to... Um, I had to scale it back a little bit for my Zoom Miss USA interview because they didn't get to see my whole body, right? So I didn't want my hands like flailing in front of the camera. So again, we need to look at the practical side of things. Absolutely. Like if you have a really weird tick or you touch your hair all the time, then yeah, we need to scale that back. But a lot of times girls will take, and what I've seen in a lot of my masterminds when I have girls come here when it's not COVID and we have a two day full on, you know, one-on-one thing for them where we set up every phase of competition, mock interviews. It's like this giant mastermind just for them here in Omaha. Um, Almost every single time, girls will tell me in our one-on-one session that they've been told by another director or a judge that they use their hands too much and then they go to the other extreme and it's like they're dead like literally it's just they don't move they it's just it's not it's not cool so and here here's something that I want to use to prove this to you guys um that even like expressiveness is really not something you need to worry about you need to unlock it in you you need to allow that version of you to come out so I'm not saying flail around. I'm not saying like let your inner spaz out. But guess what? Um, I've actually had like the most spastic of girls win and and stay and place top five at national competitions. I just did like a month ago um, because I finally gave them permission to be their quirky, excitable selves. And because again, if that's who they are, we need to figure out how to hone that in in an authentic way rather than just say don't do that because if that's who they are, that's who they are. 
one of my favorite things to do as a coach is to unlock these like little specifications that are the real versions of my clients. The girl that's sitting at coffee with her bestie, the girl who's FaceTiming her best friends at nine, nine o'clock at night, eating ice cream with their hair in a bun, AKA me. Um, what's their personality like there? And ask yourself that question. Like, where do you feel the safest and the most comfortable to let your walls down? And then what do you act like there? So the first thing that I do with my clients is I help them to define what that is and to put language to it so that they can then use themselves or that they then themselves can talk about that within their interview, right? If you don't even know what that is and you've never gone there in your mind to think about like, oh, how would I describe myself when I know that my walls are down? Then how do you expect to deliver that to the judges? They're not going to have any clue, right? And so much of that gets lost in translation where we're like, well, they should just know because my bio or they should just know because I told them about my accomplishments. It's like, no, 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 no. You can't give what you don't have. So if you don't have the revelation of who you are on that deep of a level, you're never going to be able to translate that to the judges. So then step two, it's unlocking all the fellow pathways that go along with that. Coaching is like a puzzle. You do the edges first and then you start to get the picture of what puzzle that puzzle is going to look like. But you have all of these other pieces surrounding you that don't quite make sense yet. So through our distinct eight-week coaching process, we help to define, distinguish, and deploy these aspects of who each of our clients are until the puzzle's complete. And that's what we do in the, the Interview Mastery Academy. We walk through every single phase of mindset, platform, paperwork, um, how you're feeling, you know, resource list, packing list. We even have buy, sell, trade stuff in there in the, in the resource tab of the module. Um, we walk you through confidence. We walk you through the it factor. We walk you through the five-layer personality matrix. We walk through through the advanced questions framework, on-stage question, political questions, um, how to get sponsors, all these different things. It is literally the one-stop shop, total replacement for one-on-one coaching and the best thing on the market. And I put my name on that. So um, if you're interested in that, like I said, make sure that you get a time on my my calendar so we can talk about it. Um, or if you're already sure that you want to join and you're like, this is definitely something that I, I need to, I'm going to ask for it for Christmas. Great idea, by the way. Um, invest in yourself. Investing in yourself is the, the only thing you guys that you will never ever regret um even if something doesn't work out i've invested in good mentors and bad mentors and obviously the really good ones have astronomically just like uh elevated my success like crazy but also i've learned from a lot of the failures and a lot of the people who were not good people and so because that's happened to me i am so full of integrity in terms of the kind of coaching that i put out i'm so passionate about it being the best on the market and i use my innovative spirit my trailblazing nature of my enneagram eight to make sure that we're constantly really competing against the market but competing against myself too because i hold such high standards for the kinds of things that we put out because i've been in your shoes right and i just was in your shoes so I think you guys will really enjoy that. I know you will. I know that you're going to totally transform from the inside out as a person and a leader and a communicator and obviously win your pageant too. So little PSA, make sure you get on my calendar or else once they're gone, they're gone. Okay, so without kind of this puzzle piece visual going back to that, we've seen so many ladies with superstar potential inside of them miss the mark or place runner up again and again because they can't properly and confidently put themselves in their own words in a way that connects to others embracing them. They really can't. So a key powerhouse point, this skill is astronomically important to learn for all things, even career and post-pageant life. If you can't learn to talk about yourself confidently and appropriately, as in, you know, like not babbling, not shoving your ego in someone's face and and saying it instead in an authentic way, you're really not going to make very many connections or receive a lot of jobs. Um, It's social collateral, and I want to be the one to help you build it. 
Okay, so moving to number four. Like I said earlier, um, one of the biggest misconceptions is that you should worry about the external more than the internal. Now, soapbox. This one just makes me sad. Um, I've actually already started to see these past few weeks after Miss USA, and I see it every year. Girls who go to extremes, whether it's excessive dieting or non-natural plastic surgery, toxically asking for attention over social media, um, and then you see, like, once the competition's over, that they swing to the other end of the pendulum. You know, they gain 40 pounds, or they go get more plastic surgery, or they all of a sudden are posting crazy content because they're like, oh, you know, pageant's over, and you can see that their self-image was totally attached to their success, as well as their external image, which is driving their self-image, which is not the way that it's supposed to be. And so when kind of that noise and the praise of men, the praise of people is now more silent, that's where you see a lot of these depressive episodes or mental health issues that happen after a national pageant or after someone gives up a title because their foundation wasn't right. So the self-image should come, well actually it does come, from the inside perception of who you are in totality. So that's spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and communicatively. Um, It's how you feel about yourself and how you talk to yourself. So I encourage my girls, and again, there's a whole module on this in the Interview Mastery Academy, to give yourself some more credit. You are a whole boss and you are the CEO of your life, which most importantly means that you're the CEO of your mind too. Your internal belief directly affects your external presence that you actually carry. And presence is everything. And I want you to think about, have I been willing to think about who I am separate from my accomplishments or who I want to be after this pageant if it doesn't work out or if it does work out? I help my girls and people going through the Interview Mastery Academy to ensure that they have that plan. And so many people have asked me, they're like, Megan, you just like look happy. You look light. You look like you're enjoying life. And I'm like, that's because I am, because I knew that I had an amazing business to come back to, an amazing support system, family, career, you know, I'm in shape, I, I didn't crash diet, so I don't have to like, you know, slowly add back carbs in my life and gain, like I said, 20, 40, 30 pounds, like I'm actually in better shape than I was two weeks ago, and I'm, I'm actually going to do um, an Instagram live next Thursday, so a week after Thanksgiving, with my trainer to show you guys that, um, because I'm so, so, so proud of what I've accomplished and doing it the right way. I think you guys are really, really going to like that. Um, Fun fact, go back to the episode on fitness with Scott Keppel, my trainer. That's who is going to be on my Instagram next Thursday. Um, And you guys can listen to a lot of his philosophy around coaching and how he's helped, you know, hundreds and hundreds of women over the past 10, 15 years. He's phenomenal. Um, And so you guys are really going to enjoy that. It's a special treat for you guys that only I'm announcing to my podcast family. I'm not announcing the rest till next Monday. So you guys are ahead of the curve. Um, But anyway, so presence is everything and it comes from your internal belief and how, you know, how good of a person you are, how, how whole you are, how comfortable you are in your own skin. This is kind of a funny thing I thought of, but why do we always root for the underdog in romantic comedies? Why do we always want the less attractive but good-hearted best friend to end up with the girl, right? It's presence. It's heart. It's heart over the etern- the external every single time. It's just it's just how humans are wired. We just we can't help but love them, right? So work on your internal and it will fuel your external. And again, I'm not saying the external is not important. Hair and makeup, vital. On point fashion, vital, right? So vital. But you can't only focus on that or else you're going to spend tens of thousands of dollars on all these things and still be a crappy person on the inside and wonder why you're not winning. So you heard it here first, folks. Okay, and rounding out the fifth misconception is that you should treat the judges differently because they're celebrities. So I kind of teased this in the intro 
Um, but get ready for this sentence because it's going to change your life, okay? If you saw your pageant judge at Walmart and didn't know who they were, would you be afraid of them and would they make your stomach curdle? Or would you not even have a second thought about them and continue shopping? Dun-dun-dun! Exactly. And yet, we work ourselves up so much, we get so anxious because of one thing and one thing alone. Perspective. Remember last week's podcast? Yeah, go listen to that because this is exactly what we talked about the entire podcast episode. Perspective puts things into their own context. And context, or dare I say the situation, as we know through the self-coaching model, is what produces the thoughts, which produce the emotions, which produce the actions, which produce the results that we get in life. And again, there's a whole module on that in the Inner Mastery Academy as well. How to manage your thought life, how to take control of your emotions, how to choose different actions, which produce different results. It's all in there too. This is life coaching, baby, not just pageant coaching. So let's say that you're like, okay, Coach Megan, I believe you, I believe you, I believe you, but how the heck do I do this? Well, like I said, it starts with your mind. It starts with being willing to question the beliefs that might be so deeply rooted because you've you've thought them for so long. Beliefs are just thoughts that you've thought a bajillion times and they've built the deepest root systems in your life. And I teach you all this kind of stuff in the Interview Mastery Academy, like I said. And it's so important, you guys, just for life. Like seriously, take pageants out of the equation right now. It is so important for you to learn how to choose the perspective that you're going to see based off the circumstance, the situation that's given to you, rather than just going with the first thing that pops in your head, allowing that anxiety to come up, allowing those negative thought patterns that, you know, that negative self-doubt to come in and just go, nana, 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 you're a terrible person. And all of a sudden, 10 minutes later, you're in this horrible, anxious mood. And now you're walking into your pageant interview, or now you're walking into your onstage question because you're replaying all these horrible things from the past that might be true. Those might be factual of what have happened, but that doesn't have to write the story of your future. So choose a different perspective. These are just people. And literally, if people say, imagine them naked, that freaks me out. And I'm like, no, thank you. Not my cup of tea. So I imagine them at Walmart and I'm imagining them in their slippers at 9 p.m. And they are had an ice cream hankering craving. And so I'm seeing them. They got a hat on and a hoodie and they are trying not to be seen. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, that's so and so Miss Former USA, Miss Former um, Miss America. Right. You wouldn't care. You might not even notice them. But in this context, you're freaking the heck out. Right. So all this to say, those are the five misconceptions, you guys, and I would love to help you. Like I said, I've opened up 20 slots in my calendar for the first super motivated women who want to completely transform. There's actually only 15 left right now. Not just their pageant prep, but themselves as people. If you are somebody who wants to transform from the inside out and become an entrepreneur or get straight A's in school or, you know, even have successful relationships or learn how to set boundaries and say no to people and your friendships or just be a happier person. Maybe you want to wake up and go to bed every day loving who you are and not dealing with anxiety anymore. And you know that a lot of those things, those kind of even non-pageanty things are really affecting your pageant prep. But you also want to learn how to stop babbling. You also want to learn how to use your super stories. You also, you know, need to develop that platform. You need to work on some paperwork. You know that you need to, to hone in on your onstage question skills. The Enemy Mastery Academy is 10,000% for you. It is, like I said, a 100% replacement to one-on-one coaching and has over 40 hours of coaching in it um, that you guys can go through and you have access to for 
life. I am honored to be a coach and a mentor and somebody who gets to speak into your life on this podcast. Um, But I want to be a mentor even more, you guys. This is what I live for. This is what my heart beats for. And I want to see every single woman walking free and, and confidently in her leadership uh, knowing her purpose, knowing what, where her boat, where her ship is pointed and in, in what direction of the compass, you know, what degree to the, to the utmost smallest degree. So I have a couple questions for you guys. One, are you on our email list? Um, it's how you can stay up to date with freebies, free live coaching sessions, meetups, post Corona, um, powerhouse swag, and of course the best coaching on the planet. So go to the website in the show notes or go to our website, powerhousepageantry.com to let us know that you exist and we'll send you some cool free stuff and make sure that you get in our, uh, free group. Number two, I want to just remind you that winners take action. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while and been wondering, Hmm, I really don't want to compete again next year. But uh, I don't know. I don't know about this coaching thing. I've never considered myself as a girl who uses a coach. I would say to that, I hear you, girl. I was not either. But let me put it this way. Do Olympians have coaches or do they just rely on their own ability? Exactly. Coaches the difference between somebody who plays in their backyard and says they're an amazing basketball player or somebody who's on the Olympic team. Don't let one pageant patty or one bad coach ruin your perspective about what all the coaching relationships are like. And again, there's that word perspective. In fact, that's why I ask every single one of my potential clients on our free 30-minute strategy call about their previous coaching experience. So I can vet them, but also you can vet me. As a two-time competitor in the two biggest national pageants in the world, I promise I get it. And everything I've created is because I've been in your shoes. I have 15 spots available and it's free. No cost, no excuse. So take action today and unlock the winner within you. The link is in the show notes. Number three, in case you still need more convincing, we are hosting a Black Friday sale of all of our products. I never put anything on sale because of three reasons. One, I don't have to. Two, all my coaching is fairly priced for everything that you're getting. Three, there's nothing else on the market like what we offer. Absolutely nothing. So hurry, hurry, hurry. Click the link in the show notes, swipe up on my stories, or go to the link in my Instagram bio or our website. If you attempt to contact us, I promise we'll find you and you get you on my calendar. And if for some reason we don't, keep messaging us and we will. And finally, just wanted to say that I love you guys and I so appreciate your listenership. Please give us a five-star review. Always tap the heart button on my Instagrams and share our content with those who need it most. With that, I'll see you next week. Well, hey everyone, this is a little bit different of an ending if you are still here listening with us. Um, I just wanted to take a second to thank you so much for being a part of our podcast family. Wow, it has been such an incredible and crazy year of 2020. And I just wanted to take a second to appreciate you, to acknowledge you. You know, we've talked about some really hard things over the course of this year. And I just hope that every single week that I can be an encouraging and uplifting and motivating voice for you to help you get unstuck from whatever point A you feel like you're totally stuck in. And I want to help you to really dream again for what that would look like for you in your future. And so kind of in closing, I just wanted to pray a blessing over you. God, I thank you for every single person listening to this podcast. I pray that you uplift them spiritually, physically, financially, mentally, relationally, and emotionally, and that you are changing the trauma of their past, helping them in their present, and gloriously just showing them that you have a beautiful hope and a future for them. And last but not least, I just ask that if any of you are prayer warriors, that you just send up a prayer to God for me. I compete for Miss USA in just a couple weeks. Thanks so much for being a part of the family, the powerhouse family. Love you guys so much, and we'll see you next week.